Morning. First thing Friday so time for fix. My weekly newsletter. This is the audio version, made with Amazon Polly and a synthetic voice. You can read the original with all the links at addictivelondon.com. Fix Insider, January 27th. AdTech. Last week I talked of the regulatory noose tightening around the neck of AdTech. Now the DOJ has sued Google and this feels like the big event everyone has anticipated is finally here. It's fighting talk from the DOJ. For 15 years Google has pursued a course of anti-competitive conduct that has allowed it to halt the rise of rival technologies, manipulate auction mechanics, insulate itself from competition, and forced advertisers and publishers to use its tools, Attorney General Merrick Garland said at a press conference Tuesday. Google has engaged in exclusionary conduct that has severely weakened if not destroyed competition in the ad tech industry. This thread gets into the details of the 153-page document, saying Google is royally screwed. Well, we will see. I don't see anything here that won't have been expected, although the paper is very well written. Fix friend Miles Younger takes a contrarian view which is worth considering, and be sure to read the comments for some smart people sharing their two cents. Amongst them is the idea Google will seek a deal where they divest some of the empire. The CEO of the Trade Desk adds his voice to the debate, knowing TTD would likely benefit from a reshuffled marketplace. This week saw a good piece on how the Trade Desk went from media agency BFF to frenemy, with many, anonymously, complaining about TTD fees and direct outreach to clients around agencies. If it's not enough to have the regulators on the case, the FT think Apple is engaged in a silent war with Google as they improve maps and search and online ads. If Apple could build something that was essentially as good as Google Classic, Google circa 2010 when it was a simple search engine less optimized for ads revenue, people might just prefer that. With search queries now even more valuable as first-party data, could an improved Apple search service finally trigger Apple saying no to the 10 billion Canadian dollars Google pay to be the default search engine on iOS? It plays to the Apple privacy stance and would hit Google really hard. But as we saw with the effect ATT has had on Meta, and snap, it doesn't seem Apple care that much about these consequences. As the FT piece points out Apple are hiring ad and ad tech talent and making progress on their own DSP. The gloves are coming off. Let's remember the current ecology sees rampant fraud and wasted money, as the ISBA report we mentioned last week demonstrates. Industry doyen Nick Manning comments on the report and adds his own perspective, making good sense. What the study does show is that the answer lies in PMPs or their controlled equivalent. The marked improvement in delivery of PMPs versus open exchanges demonstrates clearly the right direction of travel, and the study should encourage advertisers to use PMPs more. Cutting down the long tail will invariably improve all aspects of delivery, including brand safety, even if the CPMs are higher. Better value is bound to follow. Newth. The only real learning from the latest Netflix numbers is how unpredictable this market is. After widespread doubts over future growth prospects, beating expected numbers by 50% is a real result. Especially as the ad-supported model has yet to have real impact, otherwise they would have broken out the numbers. In the future reporting will focus on ARPU and their CFO is bullish. We have high confidence in accelerating revenue growth throughout 2022 as we start to scale ads and enforce paid sharing. Their ambitions are huge. We wouldn't be getting into this business if it couldn't be a meaningful portion of our business. So we've almost $32 billion of revenue in 2022. And we wouldn't get into a business like this if we didn't believe it could be bigger than at least 10% of our revenue. But now the ad model is so central to the business I think they have to develop their thinking. The blended basic with ads is a complicated message, could they get more traction by also launching a completely free service relying totally on ads? 
I have floated the idea of them emulating Amazon and launching a fast business before and the idea is getting people thinking, although it's not seen as a short-term opportunity. The head of ads is making it clear they have no intention of being a traditional media owner, using AI to identify suitable slots for ads and checking for brand safety scene by scene. As ever the shareholders letter is a must-read, this time explaining the changes in leadership. Roku research shows TV streaming ads drive lifts in searches, clicks and engagement on Microsoft Search. Some progress on measurement, the media companies looking to form a joint industry committee to create standards for audience measurement have formally invited media agencies to join the organization. In the UK we have seen this sort of collaboration pay off, let's hope the US initiative is as successful. Ahead of the Disney results they are talking up the success of their proprietary tech stack for advertising, now handling Disney Plus with ads as well as the legacy Disney businesses. One of the most connected CTV people shares his thinking on whether CTV advertising should be bought and sold via the open ad exchange. Paul comes out in favor, with reservations. I disagree, with only a few thousand legitimate sources of inventory, a private marketplace approach makes perfect sense and closes out opportunities for fraud and inflated transaction costs. One of the most interesting moves in Newt is how ITV is working with Infosum to develop retail media propositions, and ITV have now announced a new investment in Infosum. It's quite a clever PR story as increasing ITV's investment by 50% of its original amount sounds like big news but without knowing the value it's hard to judge. But the initiative is to be applauded and any increased investment is evidence of both commitment and success. Merchant A Shopify blog highlights one of the issues Merchant Team Media has yet to resolve, the tension between retailers' data and that of the CPG brands. For the retailers, it's all about ensuring their underlying technology platform can provide the required data and working with their technology partners to ensure this, he said. For FCMGs, though, it's all about audience reach and audience targeting, and here the level of duplicity is a problem. Retailers only have the data on their own shoppers, yet people shop around. How, as an industry, this gets aggregated is an as-yet-unsolved challenge. For all the cooperation and collaboration we need to recognize that both parties want to own the data. Are we ready for the fourth wave of e-commerce? Brand manufacturers are developing their own DTC channels with the potential to capture large amounts of end consumer data. Making DTC work properly reduces the power of the retailer and should drive better loyalty and ultimately profits for CPG firms. Yet delivery is an obstacle. If Tesco struggles to make money delivering the baskets of food, how can a CPG firm make it work? We know delivery costs drive most basket abandonment so what's the solution? Here I remain bullish on fast last mile firms that can ride out the inevitable consolidation. If I want to order a case of Heinz products could I choose to have GoPuff or Finn deliver it instead of Royal Mail? There is some business model evolving needed here, but the parts look to be in place. Despite all the hype I cannot see drone delivery helping, although Walmart are enthusiastic. Maybe the wide open spaces of the Midwest are more suitable than the West Midlands. More brands are investing in Walmart's advertising platform. Social. Whilst TikTok, YouTube and Instagram attract most influencers, other platforms are looking at ways of attracting them. Amazon are paying influencers who use their TikTok competitor Inspire. And Meta have an intriguing new deal with BuzzFeed. As part of a deal reached last year that is valued at close to $10 million, BuzzFeed agreed to help generate creator content for Meta's platforms and train creators to grow their presence online, the people familiar with the situation said. BuzzFeed known since its early days for viral content such as listicles and quizzes, is helping creators understand what makes content resonate widely, the people said. But creators are not that happy with Pulse, the TikTok revenue-sharing initiative, 
complaining they are making next to no money from it. Forbes report that TikTok has a button that makes anything go viral. Sources reveal that in addition to letting the algorithm decide what goes viral, staff at TikTok and ByteDance also secretly handpick specific videos and supercharge their distribution, using a practice known internally as heating. Maybe the algorithm is not as good as everyone thinks? This breakdown of how Lotus cars use TikTok shows the power of memes, but maybe someone at TikTok just likes their stuff and gives them a helping hand occasionally? Still lots to learn here. AI. Many pieces on AI think about the effect on jobs. The Atlantic on how chat GPT will destabilize white-collar work is typical. The Hollywood Reporter considers the impact on Hollywood screenwriters. Even as products like ChatGPT make advances, top film and TV writers are skeptical that the tech imperils their livelihoods, but some think talent advocates should be proactive about setting rules of engagement for writers. Tech versus artists is a popular theme in the FT reports on the Getty Images copyright claim against Stability AI. One academic says of the case. It will decide what kind of business models are able to survive going forward, she said. If it's okay to use the data, other companies as well can use it for their own purposes. If that doesn't happen, you would need to find a new strategy. We are seeing more from Google on AI. A blog post on the seven ways Google is using AI to help solve society's challenges and one from Google Research that kicks off. A series in which researchers across Google will highlight some exciting progress we've made in 2022 and present our vision for 2023 and beyond. I will begin with a discussion of language, computer vision, multimodal models, and generative machine learning models. Over the next several weeks, we will discuss novel developments in research topics ranging from responsible AI to algorithms and computer systems to science, health and robotics. And A16Z have a provocative piece on who owns the generative AI platform? More importantly they look for where the value is going to accrue. Infrastructure vendors, application companies or model providers? Plus plus. Reckitt CMO says virtual studio models are key to add sustainability, the drum. The metaverse is already winning, you're just looking in the wrong place, sifted. Two-thirds of European sports fans say tech is crucial to their matchday experience, sports, pro. Amazon launches $5 a month prescription drug plan and further healthcare push, Wall Street Journal. Can big tech make live streams safe, FT? Curbing the dangers of online world, FT. How PMG's Ali Data Platform tailors Madewell's media strategy, Adweek. Make your ad spend work smarter with incremental ROAS, Adweek. How we work is tapping new revenue by bringing consumer brands inside co-working spaces, Digiday. The Facebook portal died. This is how it almost lived.